Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Monday, October 11th, and we have some Monday night football to talk about. Joining me to do so, the one, the only, actually, you are the one, the only person who's willing to do this twice a week with me, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? Yeah, right. One and only. I'm here for you. Yeah, the one and only person willing to do this twice a week. <laughs> I, I drew the uh, the short straw, and it's just this is what it is. You know, uh, when um, when Sean started doing because he wasn't always bleep, I guess we started. He was like, he's like, I'll do the podcast. He's like, but I want to do it during my shift so I can tell them that I'm working. Uh, <laughs> not, and I was like, that's totally fair. Yeah, and you know it, it just happens that I fall into that today. It's totally fine, you know. Hey, sure, sure. it's it's like a it's like a field trip for a school day type of thing. Like you're like you're still kind of doing stuff. You're still kind of in school, but not really. Worst field trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, go to YouTube.com/slash/pick six and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and you're not subscribing. I will co- <laughs> I will I will come to your house and press that subscribe button for you. Um, that was not threat. That was like not threatening. It's right? a very nice thing to do. I'll do it for you. Don't worry about I it. Will, I, I'm coming to your house and I will press that subscribe button. Like and comment on the video. And if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening on audio, you should know that you can go to YouTube. Again, youtube.com slash pick six. Hit the subscribe button and you will get an alert when we go live. We do live shows after every single Monday because Debo wants to kill me. Every single Thursday, Sunday and Monday night show. We go live on YouTube to recap those primetime games or the week of football. And of course, we will have more live programming coming soon. You better believe when there's a blockbuster trade, we will be doing an emergency podcast. Uh, if you're listening on this podcast and not on YouTube right now, and you're wondering at the end of it, where's my DFS talk? That's going to be YouTube only. We uh we had the we had the 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 numbers the numbers guys uh, the metrics guys dig into it did a deep dive analysis and um, it turns out that people may be cutting off the audio for DFS so we're gonna we're gonna make that YouTube only and more importantly right. YouTube just loves DFS I mean we're just we're just it's giving them easier because the you want. can show the right. you can show DraftKings on the thing um, and maybe I mean, we'll- I mean it is a, mo- a little bit difficult to listen for us to just go I think I like this guy and we're moving the thing around like yeah no it's 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 a, it's a YouTube product we'll give the people what they want. You're not wrong, Sully. Um, of course, I, I narrowly missed a million dollars again yesterday. Of <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I did have I did have a uh, an entry in the Millie Maker run up into the top twenty five hundred. Oh, good for you. Which is, uh, but but it needed. You know what it needed was uh, Kadarius Tony not to punch someone in the in the helmet. Well, ejected. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't rule that out though. I uh, I texted with a source close to Kadarius Tony actually. After this is true, um, after the game, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, you said, I was like, what's Kadarius Tony's been though? Because that that dude, is, <laughs> and, and that source replied and said, 
Yeah, I think 189 yards is probably enough out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> She's fair. She's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll take the L. As you know, it's my fault for playing Keenan Allen over Mike Williams. Yep. Anyway, Colts at Ravens. Ravens minus seven. The over-under is 46 in this game. Oh, man. Anytime we get Carson Wentz in a primetime game, it makes my heart sing. Because if he stumbles and struggles, I'll be in a much better mood on Monday night. Uh, what do you think about the spread, Sully? I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. I, I just think that they're kind of clicking right now over these last few weeks. And and to to Wentz's credit, he is getting healthier. I believe that this is, you know, I don't know if it was the first week that this has happened since he sprained both those ankles, but he practiced fully all week. He has no injury designation going into this game. So there there is something to be said for him finally getting healthy after that weird, you know, double sprained ankle situation for him. But ultimately, I just like the situation that the Ravens find themselves here. And I like the matchup with this defense going up against the Colts offense. Carson Wentz this season hasn't done particularly well against the Blitz. And this is a Ravens front seven that loves to send guys after them. And when you have a, a, a Colts offensive line that ranks uh, 20th in the league in adjusted sack rate, it just it just screams when it's going to be kind of running for his life a little bit. We'll see a lot of pressure, and historically, especially this season, hasn't done particularly well. He's only completed like fifty four percent of his passes when blitzed. Look, I'm not going to sit here and bash Carson Wentz because that's what people expect me to do, but I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, I will say that the Indianapolis defense, while fifth against the run by DVOA, is overall twenty first this year. Yeah. And I, Matt Eberflus has done a great job since he got to since he got to Indy. I mean, oddly enough, he was hired by Josh McDaniels, who then bailed on the job. Uh, Frank Wright kept him, and he's been a fantastic you know part of that staff. And he's you know the way he runs his Tampa zone and and all that. It, you know, I think that he's made um, chicken salad out of chicken poo for the most part. Now they added some pieces to Forrest Buckner and all that, but man, I mean, the, the defense just is is not there this year, and. I have a pretty firm belief that at home in primetime, we've seen these spots for Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. And they, when, when they get a wounded animal at home under the lights, they jump all over them. And I think that's what they're going to do here. And I expect some Greg Roman trickeration, uh, you know, deep shots to Hollywood Brown early in the game, you know, being aggressive with this, you know, being having some some tricks up their sleeve in terms of the run game, and you if you can make the Colts one dimensional and make them be a pass only team, you you will blow them out of the water because they want to run. Frank Reich, Frank Reich's a great coach, but he wants to run. He doesn't want to lean on Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz throws more than thirty times in this game, that means the Ravens won by double digits, and I think both of those things will happen. So I will also take the Ravens. I don't really have an opinion. On the total at 46, I I think I would go under, but I'm a little worried about the Colts chasing late and or giving up big, uh, long runs to the Ravens as they're sort of grinding out the game. Yeah, I, I like the under here too, but it's more of a lean than it's more than just, you know, I love it here. If you look at it from a standpoint of just how we could see this game playing out, yes, you're, you're talking about if – if all of a sudden the Colts are down big, they start chucking around the field, you kind of things can kind of get a little fluky on us. But what are what is the thing that both of these teams do well and want to do? Run the football. That's just going to limit opportunities. If they can both do what they are probably game planning to do in this game is to utilize Jonathan Taylor, utilize the running game for the Ravens backfield, Lamar Jackson. Both teams trying to play solid defense. 
that does that that script that theory screams under here and and that's really been and we're talking about a ravens offense i think that's probably what scares us the most sometimes where it's like okay lamar jackson prime time could pop off at any moment but they're six and two the under in their last eight games mm -hmm. in the ravens so i mean they do do they do they're not like blowing the doors off these teams you know they might have you know they might win by a solid margin but it's not like they're lighting up the scoreboard so to me, and again, this Colts offense, like I, like you were saying too, I think they're they're in the bottom third of the league in DVOA in terms of their offense. So it's just not it's not something that I'm I'm totally confident in for them to kind of scream over this and go into the fifties. Yeah, and it, there's a pretty clear um, sort of uh, st like statistical like it, it, it's very clear when the Ravens have a lead that so if you're live betting a game and the Ravens have a lead, Ravens and under. Because what they do, they're they're melting the clock. They're picking up chunk yardage in the run game, and they are. It's it's just it's 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 sort of like a, a boa constrictor, basically. You know, when they have that, when they, now look, it's it's all over ball game if Indy gets up, but if if the Ravens get up, they are going to melt clock and squeeze you and force you to try and come back in a way that is is not it's not comfortable. You know, it's not you can't be a natural offense. You are you're having to throw a ton and you feel the pressure because you know your defense can't stop this run game. So if the Ravens get a lead under and Ravens, more and Ravens, it, more under. And then when you get in kind of going back to what I said earlier about Wentz too, like if the Ravens do get out in front, like you know, I like I anticipate that they will. That's forcing Carson Wentz into more throwing situations. And like I said earlier, that means the Ravens are going to send way more pressure. And he hasn't shown us so far this season that he had that he can perform well, or at least, you know, to you know, uh, to a point where they can get over here when he's when he's blitzed and when he's under pressure so far. So to me, that you know, a lot of it has the makings of hitting the under here. Again, could you tell me that this thing goes crazy and and you know, both teams will start ch to chuck it around the field? Sure. But if I'm leaning one way or the other, I'm leaning under. And there are some good prop correlations here, too. And yeah. uh, we mentioned the DFS as well. Again, we'll get to that on, you can watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. But I think two props in particular stand out to me, Sully. If, if we believe this game goes the way that we think it will, which is Ravens have lead, Ravens run, Colts trying to come back, Carson Wentz in scramble mode. Uh, what, uh, what prop might stand out to you in that sort of particular situation? Well, if we're going that hey, route, you, I, I, you know, you know, why don't you tell me after the break? MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.
No one does breaks like me. Really, it's it's uh, it's it's, it's that's, that's why they pay you the big bucks. That's that's no, a big market so, tease right there. It's so, so professional. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, you're halfway through your sentence. Hold on, tell me after the break. Um, at any rate, I think you're going to tell me that Carson Wentz might maybe scrambling around, running around for his life, trying to make something happen. Yep. He could uh, maybe hit the over on a certain prop, right? Yep, the over on is nine and a half rushing yards. I, I love that one. Uh, you know, for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, like you said, like there is a, there are scenarios where the Ravens are going to send pressure. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket, and he might be forced to just make plays with his feet. But also, I mean, we're, like I said earlier in the pod. He's getting healthier. Again, he, he was a full participant in practice this week. No injury designation. Those ankles seem to be fine. You know, whatever you want to those call it. Ankles, those ankles. Those, those, those dang ankles. You know, they're, they're either 100%, 80%, 75%. And so they're getting healthier. And if you look at the beginning of the season, he was rushing for around 20, 30 yards over his first two games. So if, if we're getting a healthy Carson Wentz back, and that is what the Colts want to utilize, as we've seen earlier in this this year with them, then the, he should clearly go over this one. Not only from a could be flushed out of the pocket standpoint, but every so often, you know, Frank Reich and that that offense, they might want to utilize those legs. I, I I'm not sure this is the right number. Yeah. How is this number not double digits? Carson yeah. Wentz loves to run. The only way he doesn't run is if he has I don't know two sprained ankles, and so. I think when you look at Carson Wentz and what he's done, so these these props originate because I mean, look, there's there's yeah, you know, there's sixty, there's thirty two teams, it's a ton of games, there's a billion players on each team. A lot of times, props originate because people are trying to figure out, oh, I don't know how many, uh, let's see, how many, like, what is the average number of rushing yards for Carson Wentz on the season, right? So let's take twenty three. 37, 0, and 5, and that's 65. We divide by 4. What does that give us? That gives us 16.3. What, what is this number? This number is wrong. That's what I'm saying. He ran for 30, 23 and 37 rushing yards in his first two games. Then he sprained both of his ankles. Ostensibly, he is healthy enough to play in this game. I wanted to have football. This, this number should be like 15. Yeah. Worst case. Uh, this is absolutely a bet on the over. I would bet that... I would wager that when this line closes, it is, it is somewhere closer to 15. Um, I, you know, you could, if you wanted, take the under on Jonathan Taylor there at 56 and a half, if you believe that this will get out of hand. Again, these are all co kind of correlated props. Though the, uh, the other one I like that I think is kind of a slam dunk too, passing attempts. Let's scroll up a little, a little ways there, Debo. Oh, there we go. Oh, you got it. Attempts, yes. Uh, over 32 and a half for Carson Wentz. Also juiced heavily 125 to the over. It, it falls right in line with the rushing rushing yards. Yeah. You, we, are, we are playing this game as if the Ravens have a lead. The Ravens are running the ball downhill. The Colts are at, you know, one and three, very desperate to try to win this game. And we'll keep letting Carson Wentz throw, even if they're short dink and dunk throws to Naheem Hines. Or and, and that's an interesting one too, from a DFS perspective or from a prop perspective, is if the Ravens have a lead, then Naheem Hines is going to see way more work than he normally would and may outsnap Jonathan Taylor. If 
the Colts have a lead, Jonathan Taylor is going to, you know, we're not going to see a ton of Naheem Hines. So keep that on, you know, on your, on your radar as well. You can do rush attempts. Jonathan Taylor's 12 and a half. That seems short too. Greg Greg will run more than that, I believe. Uh, what else do you like in this game, Sully? So I'll go with, I'll stick with the quarterbacks here. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson over on his passing yards prop. And this, this one's a little bit interesting to me. Uh, it was, it's 225 and a half, right? You know, I have that written down. I believe it was, you're moving, you're moving lines again, Sully. I believe it was 228 la- last night. So this is starting to go down, which concerns me a little bit. But I still like him to go over here because, like we were talking about, Lamar Jackson primetime, they do like to you know show out in these type of situations. And the Colts, they're allowing 8.4 yards per pass this year, and that's the sixth highest in the NFL. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback in Lamar who potentially, you know, as as we're recording this, we don't know for certain, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it once we get into the DFS portion, but we don't know what's happening with Rashad Bateman yet. We, You know, he practiced this week, but we don't know if he's going to actually be playing. But if all of a sudden you're talking about getting another receiver into this, this offense for Lamar Jackson, it, you, you're really starting to, you know, really feel himself in terms of the passing game here. So I do like this situation where he finds himself in with the over on the, uh, of his passing yards. I mean, honestly, if the over-under for both quarterbacks is below 230 yards, don't bet the – I mean, maybe right. don't bet the over in this game. Right, right. <laughs> right. This, this is not screaming over 46. It can still happen, of course. And you look at Lamar, you know, he's he's been a lot better in the passing game this year than people are giving him credit for, I think, uh, initially. 30, 30, 26, 31, 37 attempts in terms of his first four games. He's throwing the ball more. He does have you know, just four touchdowns, three picks. I, I feel like people are probably nitpicking that. The Ravens are kind of running him less. Only 14 carries the last two weeks for Lamar. That is very and I, sh- and I should also add, Lamar has gone over this number every game he's played this season. Correct. Yes. I, uh, not easily. Not that, that, not that that necessarily means anything, but it's just, you know, it's not like it's, you know, we're asking him to do something he's never done before. Well, I mean, they blew out the Broncos. I mean, blew him out. That game wasn't really close, and yeah. he went three sixteen in that game. So, he completed less than sixty percent of his passes. But I mean, you know, he he easily eclipsed that two twenty six mark. So that would not be entirely shocking if he went over that number. Um, I mean, I, I, this is this is not a this is not a prop site for for us, Sully, because we like we like our overs. This is a this feels like an under yeah. an under an under prop slate. Um, Lamar Jackson completions is at 18 and a half. Uh, I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a stay away from me. I was looking at, at that a little bit, and it just doesn't feel, you know, he can get, like I'm saying, I like his overs, but he on his passing yards, but he can get that with by throwing, you know, not, not that many passes. Like, what was it last week again? What, what did he have? He went uh, 22 or 37 last week. Oh, okay. So maybe, you know, it's a little bit. Well, but I mean, you know, he, I mean, you know, he completed less than 60% of his passes and still yeah. got there, but it, yeah. it, it, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't blow it out of the water. 19, 18, 16, 22. So, yeah, yep. he's not he's not cruising past that number every single week. Um, uh, looking at, I mean, look at, I mean, look at, look again, uh, go to receptions, Debo, if you don't mind, and go to the Ravens. Mark Andrews' reception total is juiced minus 160 to the under. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown's reception total juiced minus 145 to the under. Sammy Watkins' reception total juiced minus 125 to the under. The belief here in Vegas, 
at least based on these Caesars odds, is that the Ravens will have a lead and they will be pounding the ball on the Colts and not throwing it a ton. I would not want to take a ton of overs in this game. I think if one, one, one over I would take, though, Latavius Murray rushing yards. Okay. 50 and a half. Yep. This is not a team with a ton of healthy running backs. You know, they didn't play Tyson Williams last game. Uh, Latavius Murray looks uh, maybe it's maybe the black is just slimming. I'm not sure, but he looks he looks healthy. He looks explosive. Um, and he he should get more than enough work in this game to eclipse 50 and a half if the Ravens are dominating on the ground the way that we think they will. Lamar Jackson over 63 and a half is probably safe too. Yeah. That's a big number, but yeah, it's it's again, you're you're talking about a guy that it's He's a different animal in terms of these rushing props. It's not a it's not a nine point five like it's with with Carson. Wentz. If the game is a blowout, I would be it will not get there. So I probably won't take that over because yeah. he went seven for seven seven carries twenty eight yards last week. But in the previous three weeks, uh, seven carries fifty eight yards, sixteen carries one hundred seven yards, twelve carries eighty six yards. Uh, any other props for you in this game, Sully? So I'll look uh, quickly. Uh, just the one thing to note about the 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 pass catchers for the Ravens. I do think that it's interesting because obviously a lot of those numbers are trending under, like we were looking at with the receptions and the receiving yards, and they're not jumping up the page. Obviously, that is probably because this game is going to go under. But I do think that there's something to be said, and I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. We don't know if Rashad Bateman's going to play. I would expect these numbers to move a little bit if all of a sudden we find out he's not playing. But he practiced this week. It, it seems like you know Harbaugh. Didn't really tip his hand whether or not he was actually going to be playing in this game or not. So we, you know, it feels more like a game time decision more than anything else. But if all of a sudden, yeah, or, he, it's, or it's he's doing that little thing where they they expect him to play, but he doesn't want to make it clear that he's playing. And right, they right. have a role for him. I mean, I think that I mean, I, they would love to get him acclimated and incorporated with with his offense. Absolutely, and so that's kind of why I think you know, on top of the game flow that's anticipated, but also you're you're going to be injecting somebody who they really want to get involved. I think that's why these numbers are kind of leaning towards the under with a lot of these. But I still like in terms of uh, receiving yards, Debo, uh, it, the, the Mark Andrews one, you know, I would still go over with him. I think the Colts are struggling a little bit against tight ends. Last week, Mike Kosicki went off against them. He's still, you know, even if Bateman's in this game, I think that that probably impacts, you know, Mark Andrews' touchdown potential. I think it probably impacts Sammy Watkins' Uh, participation in the offense in the passing game. I still don't know if it impacts Andrews in the sense of yeah. being somebody over the middle of the field where they can move the ball, you know, in that area. So to me, I still feel safe going in that route. He's one of the most targeted guys for Lamar Jackson. He's gone over this total a, a decent amount. So to me, I, I still like that there. If you're still looking for somebody to have a big day offensively for the Ravens in terms of the passing game to go over, it would be Mark Andrews for me. So on the Andrews front, I, I, I think you're right. Um, if you look at Andrews, he's gone 20, 57, 109, 67. So he's gone over that total in his last three games. More importantly, though, Andrews over his career has not been someone who's been on the field uh, like a ton. I mean, even his breakout 2019 season, he played 41% of the offensive snaps. That is not a lot of snaps. His rookie season played 35, so he had 35, 41, 58 last year. But do you know where he's at right now? 74. This guy's playing. He's on the field way more. So in that sense, I'm not sure that this prop number is properly adjusted to Mark Andrews playing time and playing situation. And as a result, I like the over on that as well. The Ravens, even if they're blowing the Colts out, uh, 
first of all, if, if, if it's a close game, Andrews will be involved in the passing game. Second of all, even if it's a blowout, they're going to have to convert third downs. And Andrews is a third down machine. He's a red zone machine. He will be targeted. And 51 and a half is not a ton of yards. And I'll all tell right. you this really quick, Will, you know, just with Mark Andrews. So I write, uh, I write a, basically a, a story breakdown of what we talk about on the podcast a little bit, too. And I wrote it last night. And last night, Sunday night, going into, going into Monday, that number for Andrews was at 48 and a half. So it's already starting to move up a little bit here, too. So there, there is some money kind of driving that number up. So there's something to think about. Agreed. Um, my wife just texted me. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, large sense or small? Like we yeah, I was going to say, that, that, is a, that is a big question. We <laughs> went to work, lady. Uh, let's talk about first touchdown score. I will tell you that for whatever reason, this is this market, which is my favorite little prop market to dabble in, hit Josh Allen on Sunday Night Football, no big deal, um, is got, it's shrunk. And this for this particular game, I'm not sure that I would uh, I would dabble in it aggressively because if you'll scroll down, Devo, you can see Devo scrolling, the lovely De the lovely Devo scrolling for us here on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash/pick6. It is obscenely priced. Oh, I'll stop right there. Um, it is obscenely priced in terms of the Ravens up top. I mean, this is a it's kind of a joke, honestly. Uh, these numbers at at, at um, uh <laughs> it's it's uh it's kind of a joke in terms of these numbers jonathan taylor plus 625 you know i get it you know he's a he's a running back for the colts but i mean you know almost like five to one latavius murray six and a half to one lamar jackson six and a half to one mark andrews seven and a half to one i i get all those hollywood brown is sub 10 to one are you kidding me <laughs> sammy watkins 11 to one you want me to bet on sammy watkins is the first touchdown scorer in a random ass week five nfl game at 11 to one you've got to be zach pascal my i would bet that two-thirds of the people you know in your life sully don't know who zach pascal is and he's 15 to one what are we doing that is ridiculous zach pascal should be 25 to one men yeah, it's really it, it's it's a tough pricing again you know if, if i have to go with a raven i probably would still you know again if, if i just if i'm just plainly saying who do i think might score the first touchdown not looking at value i think i would still go with marquise brown there just because we've seen this year he's basically almost a touchdown a game type of guy lamar jackson does look to rip it early again with him he's, he's shown that game breaking ability so to me i do like that in just the a general sense the value isn't great i don't like it from that standpoint but I'll be, but if I'm talking about who I think has a has a good chance to get into the end zone, Brown has showed me this season, and really not even this season. If you go back to the tail end of last season too, this is something that's been building a while for him. He's been getting into the end zone, so again, that's somebody who I would like just from that standpoint. I I, I like the idea of Marquise Brown scoring that first touchdown. I I think it's a perfectly reasonable situation. It's just the price point. It's just eight and a half to one is a joke. Yeah. I mean, he's actually having a pretty good season, but I mean, he has 19 catches on the year. Yeah. And that's, that's less than five per game. You know, and, and you're banking on him. You're banking on a deep ball and he could have more. Look, he's an explosive player. They love taking deep shots to him. It certainly makes sense as, as going up top. Let's send a message. Let's get this lead. Let's lean on the Colts. Uh, eight and a half to one. I can't take that. The only First touchdown scores that I would be willing to take in this game are Colts. Um, and, and that's because, again, the Ravens are seven-point favorites. There's 
you know, there's the assumption that a someone from the Ravens will score first. I, I would actually look at Lamar Jackson at seven to one, just because he's, you know, gets the they use him in the red zone in the same way a rushing quarterback in prime time. These things hit a lot. You know, you're talking about a guy that they use in the red zone with you know, running the football. Uh, I I don't hate that, I suppose, but if I'm betting on these, I would look at Naheem Hines at eighteen to one. You know, maybe it's a couple of field goals early. Dump off to Hines. Uh, Frank Reich loves utilizing him out of the out of the backfield in the red zone, and he is very dangerous on the edges, getting to the pylon. Zach, I, I can't do Zach Pascal fifteen to one. Um, Mo Alley Cox twenty eight to one. Okay, is kind of intriguing. Former basketball player. Not sure if you knew that. He caught a touchdown uh, last week, I believe, too. Yes, he did. He did. I believe he had the first touchdown in the game actually uh, against the Dolphins, and then Carson Wentz at twenty eight to one. That's who I like. That's who I think is is someone that you know again makes a lot of sense. We've been talking about his his rushing capabilities on this pod already, but like again, healthy, someone who they who wants to run the football, utilize his legs a little bit. To me, that again, and that is a good value for somebody like that. You know, you can totally see him getting into the end zone at some point. Again, we, we've gone over it, but fully healthy. Clearly, we saw earlier in the season, not even just from his days in Philadelphia, but in his time as an Indianapolis Colt. He's running for 20, 30 yards a game when they want when they, when he's healthy. To me, if they get somewhere in the red zone and all of a sudden things, you know, if you do if you do a little RPO or something along those lines, you fake everybody out thinking you're going Jonathan Taylor, you roll out right, roll out left. There you go. You waltz into the end zone. That's that's one that I could envision seeing happening. All right, Carson Wentz. As much as we love making fun of him on the podcast, he, no one loves putting their body at risk more than Carson Wentz. <laughs> and and to prove that he's willing to play with two bad ankles on the second team after. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz, and he jumped to 29 to 1. Ooh. There we go. All right. Even better for us. They were square. Um, anywho, yeah, I, I, I like that as well. All right. So if you're listening on audio, that's it. That's the show. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.